And welcome to another edition of IDK. I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's the podcast that gives you the opportunity to ask questions and get a different perspective of what maybe an old guy would think. That's myself, Adam. Um, and then what a young, young gal might think. That is, of course, Shelby. Shelby, are you ready for the question? Yes. Kind of surprised, maybe, that uh, we got one so fast? Uh, yeah, I am. I'm surprised about the response. It's gone so well, and I'm very impressed with everybody who has favorited our podcast and listened to it. It's so far 23, and we got a whopping 19 cents in the bank. So, yeah. <laughs> so excited. So that's the deal with Anchor. You can do little commercials, and, and everyone that listens, they kind of pay you. They even look at... Um, I'm sure you heard the commercial when you heard the the podcast the first time. They even try to set you up with other sponsors as well. And for those of you that are wondering, where's that money going? Uh, we have it tied to a bank account that uh, we're just going to put it toward Shelby's college. So, you know, that's coming up in a couple of years. So we're 19 cents along the way, man. We are we just almost have like half a second paid for of college right there. But anyway, we did get a first question. Um, to give you a little background, the person that asked the question is uh, a friend of mine from from high school. So, yeah, we yes, that's my wife. Uh, that's anyway. He, we used to call him Big O. OCL is his name. I won't give his last name because uh, you ladies will try to track him down. But uh, o- OCL and this guy. I've known him since, like I said, high school, and he was the first guy that you could see that you could be a man, uh, but you could also be compassionate and friendly and nice and just, uh, you know, he was, he was a big influence on me, whether he knows it or not. Um, we were good friends. I learned a lot from him. He's very intellectual. Um, and I'm saying all this and not letting Shelby speak because Shelby wasn't even uh, a thought back then. Uh, so she doesn't really have much to say, but the question's really a good one. So OCL sent it to us um, via a, a message. So we do have it in audio form. I'm going to let him ask the question, then we'll come back and respond to it. Take it away, OCL. Hey, guys. Congratulations on the podcast. I do think you can have a lot of fun with it, or at least I hope you do. I have a topic for you, and it's about information and knowledge and its dissemination and acquisition. It's changed a lot over the years, and in many ways we're an over-informed population nowadays. But I'd like to see what you guys think about it, since it is a topic that changes by generational viewpoint. I thought this would be an excellent forum in which to talk it out. I'd like to hear what you think about it. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so recapping the question by the ever-intelligent OCL. Um, The question is information, how we receive it, and then what we do with it, how we spread it. Um, I think that's pretty well, pretty well the question. All right, Shelby, you want to go first? Sure. Um, A lot of teenagers get our information from the media and what we see online, which obviously is not trustworthy. I do not trust what other teenagers say I have to very carefully analyze it because most of it is not true so what do you think dad I, I think you're right on with your generation if we do a comparison about the way we used to get information way back in the day in the yesteryears if we do a comparison of that and today it looks much much different back in the day you had a social group and that social group uh, is shared information with each other. Uh, they tried to be like-minded, uh, and they would get their information from news, you know, newspapers. So they had very limited information. 
um, that mixed with the social aspect of your your social group and staying with your social group, we actually had community back then. So we had opportunity to get together with that social group. Well, where did we do that at? We normally would go to social functions, whether it's someone's house or what was big back then, we'd go to church and we'd have these social functions at church and that would be our group. So we're like-minded people. We are getting influenced by a standard at that point. We're getting influenced by a standard, which is the Holy Bible. And so that if that's our standard, we could take the news, we could take the information, we could take all of the opinions and then compare that with the standard. And then we can make a determination for ourselves whether something is worthy of, of attention or not. Now, with the advent of social media, our social groups get together online. I mean, it's our cell phones, it's Facebook, Twitter, um, whatever else you want to do. Uh, and, and we share information that way. Our social group has also gotten huge because of it. So I, I may be friends with somebody that's in, man, Bangladesh or, you know, whatever. I can, the world anymore, the, the distance is no, no longer a limitation. So our social group is huge. Not so much like-minded people anymore. Now it's just every, you know, every, every kind of thought that you have uh, out there, you have access to now. Uh, your social group is huge. And, and because of that, you're meeting on a social website or a social, I guess you would call Facebook website. Yeah, a website. So you're meeting on Facebook. You're having these conversations. You're, you've lost a standard that we once had. Uh, the standard being the Bible back then. Now you've lost that standard. Now you're being introduced to a social group that may not necessarily believe in uh, the same standard that you do. So it cha- you either change to fit into the social group or you stick to your guns and your social group gets very small. Um, so that's one one thing I would point out is the, the first the first point would be we used to have a standard that we would use to judge the information that we have. So that's the first thing I would say. What do you think about that? So I'm just going to add something um, about being a teen. One of the pressures is basically I want to be in my like-minded group just because I feel more comfortable and I have a good time and I don't feel pressured to have to say anything or do anything and other people think a different way because they think the same as me. But if you stay in a like-minded group all the time, then other people will call you a bigot or, you know, they'll call you different things because you're not reaching out or anything. And sometimes it's good to reach out to other non-like-minded people, but you can't, they mainly say you can't stay in a group with like-minded people because then you're not reaching out or you're whatever. So they use peer pressure to get you to to change your attitude, thoughts, or, or whatever to fit into a, a larger social group, right? Yes. That's what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I agree with that. And the, and the difference, that's where your generation is now, but back in the day, back in the old days, uh, back in the day, there was social pressure and peer pressure for you to stay like-minded, to stay with that standard. Now, the problem that we run into with not having that standard anymore to hear the information and make our own thoughts about and, and judging it against that standard. If we don't have a standard anymore and it's all of what we think is right according to us, then we run into a problem of no one agreeing. What do you think of that? So in English, we're actually talking about an argument. Um, I don't I don't remember who wrote it, but it is about dissent and disagreement. And dissent is basically isolating yourself. Disagreement is obviously just disagreeing on a subject 
no matter what it is. They believe that disagreement is good and dissent is bad. So dissent for me is good in some cases, and I'm about to write an essay on this not not too far away. It's coming. I'm about to write an essay about it. Dissent is good in some cases, and disagreement is healthy, but not always the best. So I'm writing what's called a qualifying essay, so I believe both sides can have positive and negative signs, sides. Okay, so you're more into debating issues, right? Is that yes. what you're saying? Okay. Yes. Okay, so, um, so first point. Back then, we used to have a standard. We don't have a standard anymore that we use to judge information. That would be the first point that I would make. So second point, where do we get our information? Well, back then, we had something called news. We don't have news anymore. Very, very rarely do we have what is quote unquote news. What we have now is news commentary. And that is, I mean, back then you would have Walter Cronkite that would come on and say, hey, there was a, I don't know, a plane crash or, you know, there was, and he would just give you facts. And then it was up to you to think about that and draw some conclusions and and whatever you thought was the situation. Well, that it was up to you to think and figure that out. We don't have that anymore. Now we have people like, oh, CNN. um, I mean, we could go on and on. We've got, there's so many of them. And they call themselves news anchors, but they're really more commentary. So they'll tell you there was a plane crash, and then they're going to tell you what that means, what you should think about it. They try to, it's more propaganda now than it is news, as news used to be. So number one, we don't have, we don't have the standard that we used to have. And then number two, the second point would be we don't have news anymore. We have news commentary. What do you think of that? Oh, I would like to add on that. So media is basically enslaving us with how we think and what we're supposed to think because they tell us what we're supposed to think and honestly it's so rare to find a teen or even an adult who can just think for themselves and differentiate what they think and then what the media thinks and wants you to think so I really think that us as teens and adults should reach out and think for ourselves because that's a lot of what's causing trouble in this world right now is because we can't think for them for ourselves or we're just too lazy to think for ourselves. So, OK, I think that's a good point. Um, I will also tell you that uh, back in the day when we had news, we had news basically in the morning and at night. That was that was it. The morning and the night. Now we have 24-hour news. We have news that is so invasive that your phone will give you notifications if there's a new news story or something that they deem as a news story. Uh, It'll pop up on your phone involuntarily. And then uh, because we are kind of enslaved with... (laughs) with our phones and with uh with our electronic devices we we just can't help but look and so we have news all the time and this kind of goes along with what ocl was saying about how we're over informed and i agree i think we are over informed the negative thing i think about that is that we end up getting if if we're constantly inundated with news story news story news story news story we end up getting a very short memory Um, where something terrible happened and man we're upset about that and we've got issues with what's gone on whether that's a a fabricated issue uh, from from what I would call you know news commentary that's more propaganda than news and so it's a fabricated anger on the over the issue or whether it's really something that we should be upset about we're upset about that issue until the next story comes and then it's as if that never happened and we move on the just getting the 
news story over and over and over and over. That is desensitizing us to what's really going on, I think. We should be, you know, mourning a death or a loss or honestly anything really tragic and then another news story pops up and we forget about it so it's desensitizing us and that's something that we have that's really wrong yeah i would agree with that we are desensitized and we're so used to having issues pop up uh and being desensitized to those issues that we we get mad and angry but very rarely do we respond with any kind of action Uh, for for example if something back in the day if something bad had happened if half of what we know of is going on right now, if half of that had happened back then, the, the men of that day would have taken action and done something about it. I don't think we're there anymore. I don't think we would do anything about it other than get on Facebook and uh, tell people how terrible it is. Um, so I, I think that's another, I think your desensit- desensitization point is very valid. And, and that, that goes again with what OCL said. Now we're over-informed. So... I agree with that. Another point that I would make is that because we get all of this information, uh, OCL's second part of his question was uh, about dissemination, so us getting that information out and spreading it. Uh, One of the ways that we spread it, a, a huge way that we spread it is through social media. And so social media, and here we are on on a podcast, so I mean, uh, kind of pointing my fingers back at me too. Social media has given a, a, a stage to people to rant, rave, and give their opinion uh, to people who shouldn't have that stage. People who, you know, back in the day, they would go to their small social group and say, hey, here's what I think. But now I get to get on here and have this podcast that's listened to to whoever. I have, This could be international. I have no idea who's listening to this. And that's why I tell you in this that take my, this is just my opinion, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not trying to convince anybody. I'm just telling you my opinion. But yeah, I, th- I think there's people out there spreading their opinion and, and doing so in such a an aggressive way. And it's people who shouldn't necessarily have that power in that stage. What do you think? I totally think that is true. I totally agree. Um, I think social media has kind of made us cowards because we just hide behind a screen and say whatever yeah. we want to say. And then we don't really get consequences for it. So that's another issue that we have with social media social media is very toxic a lot of teens at school honestly i used to be pretty much addicted to it i'd wake up to it and then go to bed looking at it we're just we share our opinions and we don't think about the consequences and there's not many consequences so kids who are not getting disciplined at home they go on social media and they think oh well i'm not going to get any consequences and go throughout life thinking that and then turn out to be you know brats and they realize oh there is consequences but that's a also a big issue so when it, when it comes to somebody who shouldn't have that stage to be able to to tell their opinion and and everybody thinks they're an expert nowadays, um, the problem is, for example, some of you are listening to me talk about this and listening to Shelby talk about this, and we've given it a lot of thought and we're giving you our opinion and we're really clear about it's our opinion only. You don't know me. You don't know Shelby. You know nothing about us other than that we, um, how many ever years old and she's 16 and we're having a podcast to just talk, to answer questions. Um, you don't know if I'm an expert or not. You really don't. And so what happens is uh, some some teenage kid that lives in some 
strange area of the world that we, you know, you, you just don't know anything about, says something that's okay, so, uh, sort of kind of okay, I see what you're saying. He's considered an expert now. If they stuck with that small social group that did know that kid and that kid says something, they could say, hey, man, I don't I don't think you know, I don't think you have enough experience to be talking about this. Uh, here's why you're wrong, you know, and, and so I, I think there's something there. I, I think there's a there's a problem there. So my my solution to the whole mess. Let's go back to being social. Let's go back to being a community. Let's go back to church. Let's go back to church. <laughs> Let's go back to getting a standard. We need to do that. Now, I realize that you're go- you guys are going to hear us say that and just shake. Some of you are going to shake your heads and, and think that we're crazy. And that's fine. As I said in the beginning, you can sure do that. This is just our opinion. But I, that's 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 where I am on on this thus far. Um, because if we don't do that, if we don't have a standard, we're going to make a standard. And uh, Shelby's just been reading this uh, George Orwell. But did you ever finish it? You got to say in the not line. yet. Okay. Um, so it's it's 1984. Uh, that's the that's the name of the book. George Orwell wrote 1984. Great book. Great book. Great book. Kind of scary book. Yes, because all of it's coming true. Nah, man, it seems to be. But anyway, it was a book written way back in the day about London and where George Orwell thought London was going and or, or England was going. And and for some reason now we're, we're just following down that. But in the book, he talks about groupthink. So groupthink is just what the consensus of everyone thinks uh, about something. And if uh, if the government could control that group think, then they could control the people. Well, we're going to have a standard whether we want to or not. And we're starting to get to the point where it's group think. That's what the consensus of. And if you think outside of what group think is, boy, they will attack. Um, I wish we could get back to individual thought based on a standard. And we use that to, to judge. We would be a way smarter society. I think with so. Individual thought. You know, I've heard on movies before. I don't know who. I don't know if this is a real quote or if or, or where it came from. I just heard it on a movie one time, and I thought, hmm. Um, but it says that a person is smart. People are stupid. So thank you so much, OCL, for that question. I thought, man, it's a really good one. It's kind of deep, but it's right down your alley because you're a deep dude. We just called him Big O. That's what we called him in high school. And so, OCL, thank you for the question. Shelby, tell people how they can get a question to us. You can get a question to us by going to gotaquestion.idk at gmail.com. That's right. Gotta is spelled G-O-T-T-A. So I, I'm sure there's some people out there that probably put G-O-T-A, mm-hmm. but uh, G-O-T-T-A. Mm-hmm. Gotaquestion.idk at gmail.com. Somehow, OCL found a way to record a question on our page. Which doesn't surprise me. OCL is, like I said, a very smart, smart dude. Uh, he's, he poured uh, his life into, into me and some other guys in high school. I think he's even doing that now. I think I think he's still doing. That's just part of who he is. So, uh, but anyway, uh, we'd love more questions. They can be about anything. If OCL went really deep because that's who he is, um, but if you want to have a question of, hey, what's your favorite color? I don't care what it is. <laughs> Whatever question that you want, because if you don't ask a question, we don't have another episode. So, uh, go ahead and give the uh, the email address one more time. Gotta question idk at gmail.com. G o t t a gotta got a question dot idk at gmail.com okay until next time my name is adam my name is shelby and thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time bye